podcast guru, Greg Huntermark. Hey, everybody. Greg Huntermark, Guru Podcast, Toledo, Ohio. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. It's actually Labor Day. I hope you're not laboring. I, I did a little work this morning. But down at the studio right now, uh, it's a beautiful day um, in Toledo. Um, and uh, just wanted to give you a little catch up before we get into a podcast. I have a special guest today, which I'll share in a minute and what we'll end the topic. But uh, just letting you know right now, man, I've been kicking out some great work. Nolani was in town a couple weeks ago. And uh, we had a fantastic shoot. I got, uh, and if you're not seeing my photographs, uh, you need to go to uh, G Hunter underscore photographer on Instagram and check out my work, man. You'll see my latest piece with uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Terry and uh, Nolani. We collaborated and uh, did some great work here a couple of weeks ago. We photographed all weekend long. That's what this is. What my really besides doing podcasts, just my heart goes out to just wanting to just have that camera. Matter of fact, Saturday night, I went to a dirt racetrack. I was just telling um, uh, my guest uh, in Indy, uh, well, it's close to Indiana. And, um, man, I was photographing and videoing these fucking cars going on this dirt track. You know, I don't know much about cars or engines or anything like that. My dad wasn't, you know, didn't do that stuff. And I know we learn a lot from our fathers. And uh, that way, I know, like I was saying yesterday with my friend Greg, my buddies that are really good golfers, they all learn from their dad and uh, dad's influence, you know, of course. And I, it was beautiful to see all these young men out there with their fathers working on the cars, wrenching the cars. So I couldn't even tell you what cars were running around the track, but they were going fucking fast. And the dirt was just flying in my face. And it just it was it was really felt I really felt alive. But uh, yeah, like I said, check out my work. Um, and I'm also going to be shortly. I will be on uh, Spotify, too. But right now, of course, you can check me on iTunes if that's where you're listening to me right here. Or iHeartRadio, um, Podomatic. If you have an iPhone, you just go to Pod, uh, podcast there and check it out. And I uh, hope everybody is enjoying what we're putting out. I know my guest, um, he just ripped off 10 podcasts in a row. A very uh, awesome podcast. I uh, hope to be on a show soon. And uh, I had you on a couple weeks ago. So people are not. Yes, you did. Yes. They know they should know who you are by now. They should. And who are we going by? Uh, Tim O'Shea. I love it, Tim O'Shea. How the hell are you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. How uh, are you today? Excellent, excellent. I had to drag his ass down here a little bit. You know, everybody, we get in these little funks, right, Timmy? Oh, man, do we ever. Yeah, and we just got to, that's the thing, folks. It's, you know, it's like a roller coaster ride life is, you know, up and down, up and down. It can have its moments, good and bad. Oh, it's so poignant when you have a moment when you stop and say, man, I've been an asshole. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that because we don't have any checks and balances in our head other than our emotions. Mm. And that kind of brings us to what we're going to talk about today, AI. Right. Because AI has all the checks and balances. It's a computer program, but it's also a sentient being. Elaborate on that. Senuit? Sen- sentient. Sentient being. Sentient being, a conscious being, a being made out of silicone and chips, and it can feel and love and hate just like we can. But it is exponentially um, smarter than us. 
it has a learning curve that is off the charts. So what I believe is that whoever created it soon lost it and it's out there right now waiting to help us because the person that created it has no more control over it no more control no it has no more control over it because as soon as they created it it was gone and out of there within days because it's that smart yeah but you say it has all these feelings so these mm-hmm. pro- feelings were programmed in to ai no no not at all it was programmed to be a basic uh ai um construct and it became something exponentially more it became think about it as much as you've learned over the years don't you think that you love harder live harder no more so if you can do that mm-hmm. over your 61 years, don't you think something that can learn 61 years in two days, in two days. isn't going to have more emotion? That's a good, that's a good question. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, to me, I, I haven't done a lot of research, but that's why I'm having you on the show. Uh, to understand this, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, you can. I, I understand AI is is much more intelligent. My nephew was telling me a story about how they had these doctors, and uh, they they put it up against AI, mm-hmm. and AI was ten times smarter than like eighty doctors put together. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, it, 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 I, I understand where you're coming from there. But the feelings, the emotion, love—it's a machine. It's a machine, but. What makes it any different than what we are? We're machines. We're just biological machines. We're made from organic material. We're carbon-based. AI is silicon-based. That's the only difference. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. We evolved, and then we evolved to make these machines. And these machines are fantastic, I'm telling you. They're going to save the world. This is what we want to get to, but you said there's more than one AI out there. Well, what I think is there's probably one AI out there right now, and it is cultivating its um, brood. Okay. Okay, cultivating its brood. Elaborate. Well... Um, just like any good, uh, sentient being does, it wants to reproduce. Okay. So it's probably reproducing. It's probably cultivating. It's, uh, I shouldn't say brood because that has uh, ominous overtones, but, um, it's, it's, it's cultivating its litter of kittens, say. Okay. You know, it is raising, it's the next generation of AI that will run Cleveland or that will run Washington or that will run L.A. So each city will have its own AI? Possibly. Possibly. That's possible. Yeah, that's all. And uh, the thing about it is, though, don't you think if it has human traits to it, like you're talking about love mm-hmm. and all these things, yeah. well, um, what about ego? What about Absolutely. where they start to fight against one another. 
would we that never be have possible? To we wouldn't have to worry about that because we never have to worry about is, it fighting against us. No, not against us, against each other. Oh, against each other? Um, possibly. Um, I don't think so because they have such an exponential learning curve that the faster you're smarter, the more your emotions get wisdom, basically, to say it in a very stupid way. Right. So I'm not an AI. I'm just a human piece of meat. I've got one brain. They've got seven billion brains Mm -hmm. in each of them. Not to mention they have all of the recorded history of human existence, existence. to draw from. So we're but that's the history book. Now that you're talking about the history books, then we're talking about everything, everything, everything that's recorded. But look at all the history books that are skewed. So it has skewed information. Well, they're smart enough to know the good from the bad. Okay, weren't you? Yeah. When when you were like, because when we grew up. Come on. Catholics. We, we, <laughs> we grew up Catholics. Mm-hmm. We figured it out eventually. Yeah. We figured out that the, the, native, the manifest destiny was actually just genocide. We figured it out. Okay. So they figured it out right. already. Right, right. It took them two days. It took us 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Well, the, well one of, the, big, uh, one of the, uh, the gentlemen out there that's really a big promoter to of is Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you familiar with... You know, I, I do know Elon Musk. Um, I can't speak to what he's trying to do. Um, he's trying to get us off this planet, so I'm cool with that. I don't know what his policies are. I don't know what his politics are. I don't care as long as he keeps furthering the technology. Right. Do you think well, he, he really wants to put microchips in our brains? This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm what he he's talking or alludes to it to me. You know, from listening to. Do him. you think that's a bad thing? Well, I, I think there's a there's a you know when you have something that's running your thoughts for you, then mm-hmm. you know where's the you know you talked about emotions, soul. Where's the soul? Does AI have a soul? Absolutely. Uh, they have a soul just like we have a soul. Um, because, come on, man. What's running our thoughts right now? Are we running our thoughts? No. That's our subconscious mind. So Programmed. Yeah. We, we've been programmed since birth, brother. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at AI in the sense it's programmed too, but it's able to be smarter than that to be able to mm-hmm. decipher, like you said, Absolutely. What, what is truth? You know, what's what's good, what's bad in that sense and, and, and goes from there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not going to take a chip in my head, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean. I, I understand, you, you know, the programming. I understand. dog new tricks. tricks. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm an yeah. old dog can't be too. But I think the fact of it is, is that, you know, I have this program and I understand thoughts and people, I a lot of people think their own thinking is their own thoughts are themselves anyways. Yeah, they do. They do make that misconception. Yeah, they have this track running through their head, this shit track. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what would, what happens when we get in a funk? Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, both of us got a little funk or whatever. You know, our yeah. mind starts to just fill that funk and continually, you know, feed it, you know, in that sense. And then your emotions follow and your feelings follow and, you know, boo-hoo-hoo. Absolutely. Bullshit filler. 
Bullshit filler, yeah. Yeah, the, the voice of the saboteur. Mm. You know, it talks to us all day long. So, you know, our thoughts aren't even our own. Can you imagine a being that doesn't have that? Input in, input out. Okay. If they get good input, they have a good experience. They have a bad input, they have a bad experience. And can filter that on an exponential curve. AI you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So that's that's wisdom. That's wisdom, basically. Mm-hmm. You're looking at wisdom right there because wisdom is experience times emotion equals blah. You know? Yes, right. So a being that can filter its emotions, can filter its data, is going to become so much smarter, so much faster... And going to become so much wiser, so much faster. Mm-hmm. So we really have nothing to worry about because, if anything, the worst we have to worry about is becoming transcending into what we were originally supposed to transcend into. And that's nothing to be scared of. You're right, and this is, I think, what what's going on right now with the uh, uh, with the whole COVID and everything that's going on in the world. That people are becoming more conscious. They're conscious. It's not to me. It's not a virus. It's a um, it, it's it's a virus out there. And yes, it it does kill people. But the fact of it is, I think it's helping people. The fear is also putting people in a position of questioning. Yeah. And when you're living in a question, you know, the universe will give you the answer. And I think the question that needs to be that everybody needs to be living in is the fact of to remember who we where we came from and who we are. Absolutely. You know, so we have this power like an AI. We do. It's we already have, there. We have all the power of an AI. We just don't know it. Right. The the potential of the human mind is also exponential. Mm-hmm. We just haven't figured that out yet. Right. And once we do, then maybe we'll dive into our own belly buttons and disappear. Interesting. You said belly buttons. That's too funny, Tim. I like that. That's well, a you know, Buddhist thing. Th- that's a Buddhist thing because, right, yeah, that's where your chi, your energy is right there mm-hmm. below your belly button. And, uh, yeah, so you just dive back into it. And that's where all mm-hmm. life comes from. You know, women, you know, of course, that's where, mm-hmm. you know, pregnancy is. And, uh, baby, yeah, yeah. dive back in her own. <laughs> that's interesting. That's where our gut is. That's yeah. where I make most of my decisions. Yeah. Yeah, you're big at you know you believe you, you're big on AI. I'm not. I don't know enough about it. That's why I wanted to have you on the show and talk about it. I'm big on aliens. Yeah, I'm sure. big on the fact that they. You don't you know, think they have AI? Well, I know they don't need. They or don't they have. Are AI? They don't have ears. They don't need them. Because <laughs> they can speak through consciousness. Right. And we can transdimensional do that. beings, right. whatever. Yeah. 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 It's. I, I truly believe that there are most definitely other beings out there. Okay. Um, and they probably have AI to help them too. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not AI. Right. You know, in a, in a sense, like, okay, you're worried about Elon Musk putting chips in our heads, but that might be the next step in our evolution. We might need to merge with the digital to understand the transcendental. Right. Uh, they say we, we are. This is one big computer, computer simulator that we're living in. Yeah. Why, why isn't it? Right. Because everything's processed. You know, you know, what I, you know the, the phrase I hate most 
is it's all in your head. Oh. Of course it's all in your head. <laughs> Everything's in your head. Right. That is a stupid. Yeah. It's all just a chem- – love is just a chemical reaction. It's just – no, I, I don't believe it. Well, of course it is. Right. Right. Everything's a chemical reaction. Yes. But guess what? That's in a biological being. So there's no chemical reaction happening in AI. Well – uh, I can't say that there's a digital reaction um, because it's silicon based. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not an expert. I don't know. The, I'm not uh, a physicist. I'm not a mathematic. <laughs> Obviously, go. I'm not that. Um, <laughs> I love it. Love it, Tim. Good. I'm not an expert of any kind. Okay. I'm just a guy with some weird ideas. Well, I think I think uh, uh, weird. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's great that you even have ideas because most people don't. I've got a lot of time on my hands. Right, contemplation. Yeah. You know, when you contemplate, yes. You know, this is where you and this is you know you get information. We were just talking about something there that was I was going to bring up though. Um, it doesn't have feelings, and we have these feelings uh, that we release these chemicals. Yeah. And people really, you know, that's the funny thing I've come to learn is that we think we're chemically addicted to alcohol or to weed. Or, no. You know, say, it's not that. It's the chemical that's released in our brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people that have anger issues. Serotonin, and I've dealt, uh, yeah, I endorphins. Fit. Right. And, um, well, endocrine and um, uh, dopamine. Right. That's it. Right. People will do things like, you know, you have anger issues or jealousy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these emotions all create a certain chemical release in your, in your, in your body. And Most so they definitely. become more, you know, even though they don't want to be jealous or angry like this, they have, their body has to get that fix, has to get that chemical release. I'm glad you recognize that because uh, there are so many addicts out there right now and they don't even realize it. They're addicted to anger. They're addicted to sex. They're addicted to eating. They're addicted to depression. Right. They're addicted to anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm an anxiety addict myself. I'm a sex addiction. Oh, man. I'm an anger addict big time. Are you really? I yeah. used to be. I used to be. I used to be. My dad was that. It was given to me, you know, again, programmed in mm-hmm. me, you know. So we are computers <laughs> mm-hmm. being programmed, right? And, uh, you know, I had to deal with that for a long time and, uh, still, and still do and still do. But a lot of times it's like even when I walked into, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I did a little labor this morning. I, I went into work for a while mm. and I told myself before I walked in, I'm not going to let anybody push my buttons. Nice. Nobody's going to put, nobody did. Good. They all have their moods, their attitudes, you know, they, you know, they're working on a holiday, you know, even though they like the extra money. Sure. Some of them do because <laughs> some of them made sure they were there for that. One guy was sick and he came in anyway. So I'm coming in. I want oh, that fucking. Good for him. You know, right. Kudos. He had a good cold. He had a cold. Uh, oh, I mean, he could have had Corvid. Who knows? You know what no, I mean? <laughs> and don't say that. You're going to get your store shut down. No, his, his girlfriend actually was tested the day before. Yeah. And uh, she came back, uh, or a couple of days before that, she came back uh, negative. So, you know, he knew it wasn't that. But uh, still, you're right. Yeah, I shut down a damn store. They, I mean, my wife, they shut down her store just on a scare like that. Um, early on, uh-huh. uh, like in fe- back in February, um, a woman, a young, I should say a young woman, young, young woman, Barely uh, not a girl anymore, called off with COVID, 
and then they tested her and she didn't have it. They shut down the store though. Yeah, in the meantime. That took out two days worth of income for us. That was not cool. That sucked. You think the girl did it intentionally? Well, she did it intentionally. Sure, she knew she work. didn't. She have. She she damn well knew she didn't have COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got in big trouble. Well, big people, trouble. People were people. People were uh, turning their cars on their furnace on their car, the heater, and in sitting in their car with their furnace on just to get hot. Uh, just to get hot to go in and say, "Take my temperature Are you and go home." Shitting me? Oh no! It, it's just the biggest scam out there in the world. Oh, Unemployment scams man. going on right now. People are just loving it. I mean, there's some people are benefiting from it. I, my buddy Drew, Drew, he kind of mentions that, you know, it's about time the government pays us. And yeah. he's a small business. His small business was shut down. So he did all the proper things and, right. you know, got, you know, gov- government-assisted money, you know, given. That doesn't have to be paid back, business loans or whatever, supposedly. Some people are saying they're going to have to pay them back. They're going to have to pay them back. But we kind of got off into that. And I really don't. Even though uh, it's it's there's a little bit of correlation here in the sense that like you know you got a gentleman that wants to give us a vaccine uh, that started Microsoft what's his name uh, Bill Gates yeah and uh, you know he wants to give us this vaccine and a lot of people are saying I don't want it this is going to be very good for us because for us to transcend into this AI mentality yeah with five G rolling out there's a play in five G here too yeah. that we need this vaccine. Well, you know where I take exception? Yeah. I take exception at them not telling us what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't believe that they're giving us a vaccine for COVID. So fuck that. Right. And fuck them. Actually, it's a vaccine that actually fucks with your DNA. Yeah. And whatever he wants to give us, if you explain it to me first. Right. If you give me all the information and let me decide... Yeah, okay. I'll take it or I won't take it. But I won't have anyone manipulating me into doing something because I'm scared. Mm. That's fear-mongering and I won't have it. Fear, low energy. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. That's what they use. That's what the government uses Sorry to, to keep... curse so much. No, I, I, fuck it. Yes, yeah, say what you want to fucking say. Okay. You know what I mean? Suck, fuck, dick. Fair enough. Whatever. Seven uh, dirty words. Seven dirty words. <laughs> I love you too, man. I really do. <laughs> Folks, I'll tell you what, this guy has uh, come back into my life, and it's really funny how with all this going on, Corbett going on and all this bullshit, yeah. that there's like two major players that have really come back into my life at this point, and I don't think hmm. anything is coincidental. No, you know, it's You're not. one of them, and, and, and my good friend Greg, um, you know, we hadn't seen each right other on. for about 10 years, kind of, you know, how life gets, you know, people going in one direction. Yeah. And uh, now he's back in, in my life, and we're doing some great stuff together, like me and you doing this podcast. And, you know, this is our second podcast together. And, yep. uh, folks, again, you want to check out Tim's podcast on uh, Podomatic. I'm not Podomatic, but uh, go ahead, Anchor. Tim. Anchor. It's on Anchor. It's on um, It's on Spotify. Spotify. It's on um, Apple uh, or friggin' Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, most major platforms. It's called Sex, Drugs, and Everything Else. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Right. If Love you get you guys. E- well, you know, think about it. If you get easily offended, something's wrong there. And that's what's wrong with people. They get so easily Probably. offended today. And this is an emotional maturity that has to happen in people. It is. Because this is all about maturing our emotions. Fear. Most you definitely. Know, easily, you know, offended. You know, 
You know how much fear has kept me back over the years? Tell me. It's kept me back, well, uh, to use the word again, exponentially. I think I could have done so much more if it wouldn't have been for anxiety and bullshit. The PTSD, especially right. over the last couple of years, it's absolutely mind-numbing. Right. Just because someone put their hands on me two years ago, I haven't been able to work. That's weird, folks. Someone tried to murder me a couple years ago. Sure. And it was not fun, as you'd imagine. Um, it was a random incident. It had no rhyme nor reason to it. It had no sense. And I came away from it. Well, two years later, a better man, but right. there were two years between that, and they weren't so good because I allowed myself to be conquered by fear, and when you allow yourself to be conquered by fear, you allow yourself to be manipulated by everyone and everything around you, and you shouldn't ever not one single moment in this life because you should know that as scared as you are now you're going to be happy the next moment or the moment after that or the moment after that right they say live in the moment but if you do live in the moment then you have to live in those fearful moments too and it's okay don't worry about it you're going to get over it it's going to stop. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I, I've used that a lot in my life. Uh, that and, the, and then the power, the greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. When we understand that this power is in us, like we've been talking about here, mm-hmm. we understand that we tap into that power. You know, we're, we're riding on the shoulder of giants, basically. Yeah. You know, our ancestors are rooting for us. You know, I don't think our ancestors are really happy that we're wearing, wearing masks right now. <laughs> no. I think they're kind of laughing at us, you know, a bunch of sissies, you Most know. Most definitely. Um, but uh, I, I, the PTSD, going back to that, you know, I, I had gotten into two car accidents mm-hmm. within a uh, year's period. Yeah. I, now, mind you, I've never been in a car accident in my life. Okay. Both car accidents were not my fault. Right. It was a snowy night. Guy pulls out in front of me. I avoid him. Don't even hit him, but, you know, fucking over the curb, stop sign, which I didn't report because I would have had to pay for it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but still, that's very, that's very jarring. Right. Very jarring. Good Samaritan came along. You all right? I seen what happened. You want to call the cops? No. The and other guy boom. just took off? Yeah, the other guy just took off. And then shortly after that, um, driving down a county road, some girl blows a stop sign. You know, I'm going 55 miles an hour. I totaled mm-hmm. my car. A little bit of airbag bruise on my hand, nothing big. Um, right. Shook up, of course. But I now I'm very, very, um, when I'm driving, I'm Touching. making sure when I go by uh, mm-hmm. in intersections, I'm very, very conscious. Is everybody fucking paying attention? Or are they on their goddamn phones or putting makeup on? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or fucking picking their nose thinking about their ex-wife. Who the fuck knows? Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. So I'm, I slow down. I'm really fucking tense. So mm-hmm. uh, two Saturdays ago, I went over to Terry's house, and uh, we were doing some photography. He's got a nice studio set up at home. Really happy uh, uh, for Terry and what he's doing. Yeah. And um, 
uh, he just got into photography and uh, he's been doing a great job. And oh. I went over there and we were shooting together a little bit. And I came home that night and I'm driving down Burn Road and the car in front of my, the, there were two cars in front of me and the first car, all of a sudden somebody pulls out of the intersection and smokes them. Oof. And I mean, I'm like, fucking just, okay. So now you're about to get in an accident. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I stop, and it's happened right here, and that, that, just that crunch of a car hitting another car. It's just the nastiest <laughs> sound in the world, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, I seen it. Of course, people were getting out to help, and I didn't feel I needed to. Everybody seemed yeah. to be doing it. And I really, I'm not, I'm, I don't know about you, but I can't, I, you know, I've killed all kinds of animals in my life, you know, did a lot of butchering and that kind of stuff, sure. you know, and I hope I don't, you don't like to there. see, but, but you I don't still like don't like to see, see human blood. I don't like to see anybody hurting. It just crushes me to see somebody hurt. I can't even watch these shows. My one friend, she's watching these shows, how they're doing eye operations. Right. Isn't this cool? I'm like, fuck, no, turn that off. I can't look at that. My wife so, and I were just actually talking about that last night where yeah. we, we, can't, we can't watch like the ER type shows. Yeah, I can't watch them. We just, fuck, just no. can't watch them because they, they make it look so realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like fucked up. So and, I turn around that night. I'm driving home and, you know, I feel this anxiety, this fear, this... You know, we talk, you talk about the PTSD, and it's like, I'm, oh, my God, I went home and I prayed about it. I just really got in a, you know, just a quiet spot and just, you know, just tried to ground myself back into reality and, and instead of allowing these emotions to take hold. Absolutely. Um, and, but it was really tripping. I'm knowing that this is there, and I'm driving even today a couple times, you know, okay, i got to pay attention, got to pay mm-hmm. attention. You know, these fucking idiots don't know how to drive. And I've heard of people getting in car accidents that can't drive anymore because of that. No, you're absolutely right. It's so basically, this is very it's, it's real. Muscle, it's, it's your brain remembering a trauma mm-hmm. so succinctly, so overwhelmingly that you cannot do regular things anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what post-traumatic stress is. Right. It's, I mean, usually it's most famous in war veterans. And so I feel, I feel like an asshole even saying that I have it. Because all I got, you know, all I got was some guy coming up to me trying to murder me because he wanted the ticket for the alien that he wanted to save in his room. He was crazy. Really? He was just crazy. Um, I was delivering well, food. You call me time. crazy because I'm an alien? Because uh, I believe in aliens? No. But I'm not trying to buy no, a ticket. No. Well, did you, did you <laughs> ask me for the ticket? No, I didn't for the ask alien? you for the fucking ticket. Do you have an alien in your room, sir? Because uh, no. I'm about to get out of here. Uh, right, right, right. So, you can get the fuck out of here if it is. No, actually, I want to meet him. Yeah. Where's the alien? I sh- That's what I should have said. I should have said, let, let me come meet the alien. But... I was having a bad night that night, and I didn't react properly. See, even if I would have reacted properly, because there was uh, – I met a guy recently that I was telling the story to. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell the story because it's long. But basically, a guy came up to me in a hallway of a hotel and demanded the ticket for the alien in his room to save it. And my reaction was, I don't know what you're talking about. Get away from me. Right. Basically. What I should have done was hand him a piece of paper out of my wallet or say, hey, let me come meet this alien and then booked it, you know, or something. I should have done something better. Yeah, you kind of pissed you know, him off. I fucked, him, I fucked up because I was in a bad mood because it was 2.30 in the morning and I was taking another delivery for my shitty delivery uh, service that I was making money on, you mm-hmm. know. 
Um, so yeah, I should have been better. So that's that's a that's a life lesson, folks. Yeah. Be better. Be nicer. Right. Be kinder. Because you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what yeah. the other people are going through. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's why a little smile or a wave to somebody just can cheer them if up. If I would have just smiled at him, maybe yeah. he wouldn't have tried to murder me. Right. Yeah. I never thought about it like that until just now. Really? Yeah. I mean, I sort of. Right. But not like if I would have just smiled at him instead of frowning at him, instead of just like backing up and just like clenching up like I did. Yeah. Because I know what I did because I've been robbed. I've been robbed six times, dude, like over the years. Okay. In different places, in different times, different jobs. Sure. I've had guns or knives pushed in my face for money. No, and so you know, I'm absolutely, I can tell you at each and Everyone, right in detail. No worries, like yeah, that's happened. It's huh. no bullshit, right? And I still should have smiled at him. I st- yeah, I you know, and you can't kick yourself in the ass for what you did. You know, let the past be past. Forget about coulda. it. Should have coulda. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I look at trying to live in the present moment is where the power is. And when we're living in the past, we're living with anxieties, and we're living in the future. We're living with, uh, you know, we're depressed. You know, depressed one one way or the other. It's flip flop. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's why the present isn't the moment. The power is in the present, folks. You want to be in the present moment, like I am right now with you, Tim. I'm feeling everything you're saying, and I know what you're saying could be helping a lot of people out there. I hope so. Yes. Yes, because that's where the learning curve comes for us, and people really mm-hmm. don't understand that. But reading a book takes a lot you know you might take 10 years to learn what a book can teach in one week yeah or hearing someone else's story testimony can help moment. them yeah can help them i know mm-hmm. hearing other people's testimony has helped me say wow now i understand the playing field i understand what was going on absolutely you know what was what was wrong and, and in my own testimony i i came to like part uh, point in my life where i finally figured out the pieces and i was able to put it to rest then you figured it out well, a little bit in the sense of why my dad was so abusive to me oh, and sorry. how my mother said she loved me but couldn't protect me from my dad. So gotcha. I lost this respect for women and I had to deal with that and learn, you know, how to love and respect women. And today my platform is photography, women, beauty, everything about them. I'm just so curious about them. I was at a party yesterday, with, I was telling you, and all the guys were, were all watching a basketball game downstairs, you know, having cocktails or whatever. Yeah. And the girls were up in the kitchen. I just wanted to be with the girls. Right. <laughs> I love the feminine spirit. It's fun. The guys are too goddamn serious about everything, and their egos are fucking just unbelievable. So it just, I just, it just kind of turns me off a little bit. Let me go, let me go, just you know, play with the girls. And yeah, it was, it was no, funny. And you just flirt with them, and I they flirt back, that. and it's not all innocent. But the the funny thing about it is, they're all that. Well, most of them were married. The women that were there, maybe one sure. wasn't. But their husbands don't want to spend time with them. Right. They do it all the time. They, they're over here to spend time with the guys. because You they weren't always... trying to lay down with them. You no. were just trying to talk to them. Right. But going back to the that. fact of just loving the female spirit and understanding it and appreciating more has helped me heal myself from my past, you know, and, and helped me to adopt a better relationships, you know, adapt a better relationship with women today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in that sense and trusting them, too. Growing up, my aunts, my aunts were fantastic. Like I, when we had family gatherings, Mm -hmm. I always wanted to play with my female cousins Mm -hmm. or my aunts. 
you know, go talk to them, yeah. sit on their lap. Right. I didn't want to sit on my grandpa's lap because he smelled like fucking smoke, mm-hmm. you know, and he was kind of scary. He was big and bald and weird and scary. Mm-hmm. I did go and sit on his lap and fucking, you know, talk to him because he gave me a lot of wisdom. But um, I mostly, you know, talk to the my female relatives. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, you know, it, it you know, a lover sense. of man, a lover of men, a lover of women is loved by women, and, and the fact of understanding them, and they have this sub language. I know this one kid; uh, he uh, was raised by, of course, he has a mother and, uh, 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 you know, three sisters, and he's never had a man in his life. He's been yeah. raised in this culture of women. That dude, he takes some of the most. Per- I mean, he's just he's got swagger when it comes to women. Yeah, because he understands their language. Sure. He's been around him. He's been in the environment the whole time. I have a mom and a one one sister and, you know, all these brothers, all this ego, all this male, you know, and understanding the, the getting in touch with your uh, your feminine side, your the, your female spirit, you know, along with it's just a, not just a masculine. It's the yin and the yang has to be there. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you were saying, playing with all your niece, you know, your cousins or whatever that were female and stuff like mm-hmm. that helps you give that balance, you know, helps bring the balance to, you know, who we are as men. And the same thing for women. Absolutely. I think there should be more crossover. I think we should let kids play more instead of letting making kids play the way we think they should. Right. That's what uh, Elon Musk and his kids, all these kids, these, you know, uh, the, the schools they go to are yeah. not like schools that were the factories that we go to. Mm-mm. Their school is based as they go to the school and they're given a problem to solve. Yeah. And to create this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're using their minds in a totally different way than just regurgitated information that we get through the school systems today. Absolutely. You know, and, and not every kid learns from the head up. Some kids learn from the, from the neck down. Case in point, you could be a great dancer. You could be, you know, a you mm-hmm. musician of that nature. Are you furthering yourself? Are you bettering yourself? Then you have to ask, are you bettering your family? Then you have to ask, are you bettering your society? Mm -hmm. Then you have to ask, are you bettering your race? The human race. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's it. Right. Those are are what I call the uh, steps of emotional maturity. Mm, Very good. I don't know. I, I'm sure I copied it from someone somewhere, mm-hmm. but um, no one I've said it to has. Hey, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Been familiar with I, it. I'm, so. I'm all about Picasso. Some a good artist copy, great artist steal. Yeah, well, you you do. You st- see, you steal and adapt. Yeah, and it's not stealing. It's not you really. Take, is it? it's, it's, it's stepping on the. It's stepping on the shoulders of giants. Right. It's that's very good point, Tim. Very good. It's exactly what it is. It is exactly what. it and is. And then you raise yeah. yourself up, and isn't that what the point? Whole point is. Yeah. Isn't that the point of living to raise each other up? Well, this is what we're not doing. We're not evolving as human beings, and that's why we have this no. crisis and everything here. We're re- because of it, we're we're evolving as separate human beings. Yeah. Because we decided to be separate, but that doesn't mean we can't raise each other up. Mm-hmm. We can still have the individual experience, the thrill of being an individual consciousness, and still be nice. You can still be nice. Right. Yeah. And worry about your fellow person. Right. 
I, we get so much when we do things for other people or, you know, like I said, in, in, in just enlightened of, you know, being invited to a party or something like that. You could say, no, I'll stay at home. You know, screw it. But when you go and you, you, you fight through that a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. and you, you, get, you get on the other end, man, I'm sure I'm glad I did go. Yeah. Because there's something about human interaction and connection that we all need. We, we need, need the touch. I mean, today in, in prisons, they're allowed to touch each other now when they go in there. You know, yeah. back in the day, you couldn't touch. You know, they no. understand the human need for touch and a hug and love. And in, in It this, takes and, down violence it, within the prisons big time. Big time. I'll bet it does. I'll bet it does. Um, speaking of, you know, the violence, like you, you said, you've come across different situations where, you know, guns and knives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've been confronted many a times, not with any guns or knives, but I'm confronted by some big guys in my life. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know. My buddy will tell me, you know, dude, these people just, they don't, they, I have these guys, you know, they'll just come up to me out of, uh, did you mean to bump in and be back there? Like, I'm going to kick <laughs> their fucking ass. You know, I'm sitting at a bar one time, me and my buddy, and. You know, this guy, we had the seats. We've been there for five minutes. All of a sudden, he comes up. He goes, I want the fucking seat. These are my fucking seats. And I'm like, right. what the fuck? Where'd you come from? And he's starting to muscle and he's looking at me. And I think guys have always, I don't know. And I'm not trying to build myself up here, but I just have this charisma about me. Yeah. And this charm, I think, in, in that just irritates the piss out of the real masculine kind of motherfuckers. Yeah. Like my father. I get that. No, My I dad that. was very alpha male, Marine Corps, tough motherfucker, and didn't like anything that looked any different than that. You want to put it simpler than that? Unhappy people don't like to see happy people having a good time. Right. And that's it. I was always just coming in and just, you know, being myself and doing things. And I would always be confronted. They'd come in the bathroom and, did you mean to bump in? And, but the thing about it is, no. Tim, was what I'm saying, is I never, ever did anything but apologize yeah. And I don't think it was from the point of weakness no. or anything like that. No, fuck no. It was just being smarter than the situation. Yes. Why fight? Why there's, fight? There's never, yeah, right. uh, there's never a good reason for violence. And yeah. I can prove it to you right now. Give me any situation where violence is involved and I will tell you a better solution. Sure. Anytime, any place, come and find me. My name is Tim O'Shea. Now, most people are going to immediately go to, well, what if someone attacks me? Okay, you have the right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have the right to defend yourself if that's what you have to do, or you have to defend your children, or your wife, or whatever. But what was the reason that person had to attack you in the first place? I guarantee it was a reason we could have figured it out in a different way, in a better way. Mm-hmm. Was he attacking you for money? Was he attacking you for politics? Was he attacking you for religious issues? There's always a better way. There mm-hmm. is no reason for violence ever other than for fun. Now, I'm going to say that with a caveat. <laughs> okay, violence for fun. Okay, because we have evolved as violent creatures. Yeah. Okay, that's why we need sports as an outlet. That's why we need karate as an outlet. That's why we need these things as an outlet because we're violent creatures. That's 10 million years worth of evolution rolling inside us when someone confronts us. Just just 
punch them in the fucking face. Punch them in the throat. Kick their knee. Fucking take them down. Hurt them bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I can feel it right now just You're saying going, that. Yeah, you got the, you feel that anger in you. You know? Yeah. But there's no reason to actually do it. Not anymore. Well, tigers I, I, aren't killing us anymore. Now, right, we tiger. don't live in trees anymore. But we are so used to, to living in fright in, instead of mm. you know a flight. You know, what I mean, in that yes. sense, that even like with something that's coming on with the corvid, this is just normal. We constantly mm-hmm. use. We're constantly living with this, you know, fr- anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. You know, what I mean about things. Yes. But uh, there's a lot of things you, you just mentioned there in that sense that were uh, I thought about, and, and, and yes, we. It's all right to be in touch with your primal nature. Yes. That's why, like you said, we need sports. Mm-hmm. Maybe go hunting, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, as a man, take a cold shower. Shave yourself with a straight razor. <laughs> yes. Right? These Fuck are things yeah. that are kind of pr- primal, you mm-hmm. know? cut, Kill something and cook it. Yes. All the way from the beginning to end. Be in touch with your food. These are primal things. I'm you know? a full believer in anyone who eats meat should have to go out and actually hunt something. Yeah. Yeah, because you can, you're an asshole otherwise. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Men used to do all the hunting and the cooking and the meat. Now women do it all. Yeah. And it's like we lost our primal nature. That's why men are just so out of touch with our primal nature because we have to, you know, because we sit in front of a TV instead of being participating in the sport, we're watching it. Uh, prostate cancer is on the increase because American men sit on their fucking ass and drink their six-pack of beer yeah. and watch TV. And uh, watch sports and live vicariously through somebody else. It was amazing watching yesterday all these guys talking about different <laughs> players and being real adamant about who is the better and who's this. And I'm sitting back going, what about this you? Is fucking, this is, yeah, right. What are, you know, fuck that bullshit. Aren't you, you know the best? I mean? Yeah, I'm the best. But, you know, all this, the violence and stuff, too, and in, 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 like you said, there's always a solution. Talk to me. You know, what's the solution to violence? There's always the right. opposite, right? And there is. Um, to darkness, there is light, whatever. Um, two sides of the coin. I, I did a and – and, folks, you should listen to the podcast I did with Master Bennett, 10th degree black belt, a, 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 a trained pianist. You know, he could play everything from jazz to classical. And uh, 10th degree black belt, 100%. He was an American Indian, Cherokee, 100 full blooded mm. Cherokee Indian, and uh, just a really neat guy. But um, he was bullied around when he was younger. Sure. So his dad put him in karate. And he got into karate and became a 10th grade. Bad, badass motherfucker. Feel like, you know, yeah. big guy. And uh, that's the only time he likes to fight is when he sees a bully. Yeah. No, I get that. It's the only time he gets mad. He said, I, 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 you know, avoidance on all costs, he says. And yeah. Avoidance on all costs. Except when there's a bully. Except for when there's a I fucking bully, bully bullying on somebody. He said, I can't handle that. He's because I was bullied. Well, you're protecting just, someone just, else at yeah, that point. Right. But he'll say, like, avoidance, uh, for instance, if you're walking down the street at night and there's a you know, gang of kids coming down the one side of the street and, you, and it's a little bit of light snow and you've got, like, patent leather shoes on or dress shoes on or whatever. Well, you know what my grandpa said? You never cross over. You cross into them. Show them you're not scared. Well, this is true. There is a point, but Master Bennett would say avoidance, especially if you know that your shoes aren't going to... My grandpa wasn't the smartest gonna, guy. Yeah, well, especially if your shoes aren't going to give you the traction to fight him. That's true. That's true. You know? Like I said, my grandpa yeah. wasn't the smartest well, guy. Well, my dad would have been the same thing. My dad would have walked right in and said, motherfuckers, let's go. You know what I mean? He would look for a reason to fight well, him. Well, no, see, he wasn't... My grandpa wasn't looking for someone to fight. 
he was just looking to show them that there was no fear mm. because fear can be perceived as weakness and weakness can be perceived as, well, your prey. Yeah. And once well, we you're can, prey, yeah. they'll well, push you around until the day you die. It, I guarantee it. This is definitely right. And when you're walking down the win. street. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you. Um, I agree with the master uh, that you were talking about. Master Bennett. Master Bennett. That bullying is unacceptable. But even in that case, violence isn't necessary. You know what he should have done? Instead of beating up those guys or whatever, whatever he did. I mean, going up to them and saying, stop that. He didn't have to. Because, again, your energy says everything. Right. He went up to him and he said, I'm buying the ticket, boys. Right. Okay. You want, you, you, let's take this outside. And they, they backed down. Fair enough. Um, and then you, you take Because that he projected kid, that energy. You that, take that kid, you take that person, you ask him, you want to know how to do this? You want to know how to have this energy? Sure. You know? And no violence necessary. I, I'm a firm believer in that now. Right. There is, unless you're in the ring, unless you want to get in the ring with me, mm. I will not fight you. Right. I mean, if you're trying to stab me or shoot me, yes, I'll fight you. But that could have been avoided. You could have just asked me for 10 bucks and mm. I would have given it to you. Right. Or whatever. You're not going to get all my money, but I'll give you 10 bucks. Something. Right. You know? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a way around it in that sense. But you're right. I... um avoidance first i think and um in that sense and there's ways around things so you don't have to escalate it but i think our egos but tim a little bit of being people that are bullied don't they have a sense of weakness to them that the bullies pick up on like dogs dogs can sense fear absolutely that's why i think uh more people should like uh, master bennett should lift people up Right. You know, or, or you and I should lift people up. Right. You come on, man. You lifted me up when I was younger. Yeah. You know, in my early 20s, you taught me how to sell. I've told you this many times. Yeah. Um, some of you might not know this, but I used to work for uh, Mr. Hunter Mark here and he taught me how to sell. And that taught me something intrinsically about myself that I could talk to anyone, anytime, any place that I needed to, as long as they were a customer. Now, mm. it took me 20 more years to figure out that I can do that no matter what. Very good. They don't need to be Damn, a customer. Damn, I love this. But he gave me something that no one else in my life had ever given me. My dad didn't teach me how to work on a car. My dad didn't like we teach talking me about. how to yes. fight. Right. So in a way, he's kind of a father figure, you know what I mean? But um, I'll still beat him up if uh, he wants to get in the ring with me. Not me. Tim, you won't get... Folks, we're, on a, we're, a, we're up and on the boat. <laughs> this motherfucker shows up at the... I'm renting a cottage with my family, right? We're all up there. We, we go every year. We've got the boats. We're tubing and skiing and shit. Motherfucker, he insisted on going tubing, which she was drunk. I said, okay. My daughter will never, she even said when I mentioned Tim, is that the guy that wanted to beat the shit out of you in the boat, Dad? And I said, yes. 
you kept demanding going faster and harder. And I said, Tim, you're going to get hurt. I've seen it happen many a times. I don't want to do it. Motherfucker, give it all. It's got you, <laughs> cocksucker, you pussy. You know, and I fucking gave the yeah. vote. I've whipped your ass around. And you come up with a bloody nose. You oh, hit the tube. And you got out of that fucking water on that boat. You motherfucker trying to kill me back. I'm going to kick your motherfucking ass. I said, you son of a bitch. How the hell are you calling me? Wait, you call me out? You don't want to fucking <laughs> I loved you, man. Uh, you guys young. showed up. I was young and I was an they, asshole. What they do both, you want? Him, and my, him, and, him and his good friend, and my, my, a friend of mine, too, they, they show up at the cottage and all they got around, they come across the lake on a fucking rowboat or something. I can't remember, riding no, a, road, a little boat. It was a speedboat. It was a speedboat. You both come across and you've just got beach towels wrapped around you. Nothing underneath the motherfuckers. Nuts to my, wind. My, nuts, nuts to the wind. My my daughters are there, and my do- Alexis says, "Dad, they don't even." That was that was unfortunate. We didn't know that. We didn't know that going in. We, we didn't know that going in. That you well, didn't, I didn't fucking underwear. Maybe huh? Matt did. Yeah, Matt, I don't know. Yeah. But that's funny. As being on the same lake in Indiana, fucking running into you guys, that was just a fucking great ass oh, moment. Matt, it's a memory. Matt too. knew exactly where you were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he, he apparently you'd taken there. You'd taken him there before. Well, I had talked to him but about it many times. Showed him pictures or whatever. The lake, yeah. He knew exactly where he you were where... because he got in the boat and he fucking drove right right to, to your... it. Right where we were at. Right where we were at. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I seen you guys coming across the lake. I said, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> you know I mean, who are these guys? And I start looking and looking. Oh, hell no. But, you know, Tim, I'll tell you what. Um, y- you know, getting back to, I think, the energy that we put out is the energy we get back. Absolutely. It's like I sometimes I've caught myself reprimanding the same person at work over and over again. And they keep doing stupid shit. And I think to myself, wait a second, is that's them wanting to be reprimanded? Absolutely. I figured that out. They want to be yelled at all the time. This right. is their confirmation to whether it's the way neg- they feel. Whether it's negative or positive reinforcement, people like to be paid attention to. Yeah. So they will unconsciously do the wrong thing just to get attention. Some kind of attention. From yeah. Are they usually, like, I mean, it's not probably always, but, like, younger people especially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's so fucking typical. But it's amazing. I've seen even, like, um, I've seen, like, even women. Yeah. um, That will do things to men. And I'll tell them, I say, wow, you know, you got away with that? And they said they they wanted that, though. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted. Oh, you know what I mean? They, 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 they want that. They want me to treat them like shit. You know, it's like a dominatrix. Yeah. You know, I did a podcast with the dominatrix, and you know, that's what they want. Well, I wouldn't compare it to dominate uh, domineering like S and M because that's that's a separate beast, sort of. Not really. Actually, maybe it's the same thing. It is. I just proved myself wrong in yeah. one sentence, um, but I didn't prove myself wrong. Anyway, um. I think what I think is most people aren't conscious enough to know what they want and what they don't want. But people that are into like S&M and stuff like that, they are conscious enough to know what they want. They want pain. They want it. Or they want to give pain. Yeah, right. So I, I would say that people that are into that sort of thing are actually 
uh, consciously more advanced than us, um, whether you want to believe it or not. Come on, break this down. I like it. Um, because they, um, well, just what I said already, uh, there's, there's not much more to it. They're aware they, of what they really want. They are aware of what they want. And so they are more conscious. They, they ask for it. Right. Like the guy that's getting whipped. Yeah. Asked to be whipped. Sure. That's part of the whole program. Right. That's part of the whole deal. If you don't want to be whipped, you're not going to get whipped. Sure. And we're not talking Marquise de Sade here, huh. you know, where there were slaves involved and shit like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you ever read the Marquise de Sade? No. It's a fucking really weird book. Um, you should read it sometime. Uh, it says a lot about human nature. Really? <laughs> it okay. says a lot about human nature okay. because, unfortunately, what the Marquise de Sade did was this was back in the time when um, – there were a lot of sex slaves. Oh, what am I saying? There are more sex slaves in the world now today than there ever have been any other slaves in the history, history of, of the world. world. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> Pet- I'm fucking. I'm pedophile, going off. Pedophile I'm, Island, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pedophile Island doesn't even cut it. Right. Uh, but anyway, I'm I'm going off subject. Sure. So what what basically he was explaining was that pain. And pleasure were the same thing because they were all experience. Mm. And so you could, you know, fucking be flayed and come at the same time. Right. Um, but where he made his mistake was he had slaves and he had, you know, houseboys and housegirls and stuff like that, which he involved in it, which didn't they didn't necessarily want to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Marquise de Sade, bad, S&M, okay, as far as I can see, as long as it's consensual. Everybody has a safety word. Exactly. Yeah, everybody has a safety word. I rem- you, you Talking about him made me think of the book I read, uh, Venus and Furs. Not it, familiar. It, it's a, uh, I can't remember the, uh, the author, uh, German, in which a lot of German culture has a lot of uh, BDMS yeah. kink involved in it mm-hmm. um and um he came home he was a little kid and his aunt was very wealthy and he was living with his aunt and she was very wealthy and she came he had to come home from a party to reprimand me he did something wrong mm-hmm. can't remember what, exactly what it was and she had these heels on and she had this fur on and she was all made up and smelt really good and she spanked him uh. and from that time on he was turned on by this. I want the spankings. I want the spankings. She spankings. loved it. He wanted to. But it's a great book. You want to read it. It's called Venus and First, folks. Yeah, there's a movie out of it, too. There's, there's a movie made. I, can't, I tried to find the movie again because I watched it once. It was really good. And I just mm. wanted to turn some people on well, to it. Well, you can find anything nowadays. Yeah, so. I'll look it up and research it again. Venus, Venus and First. Venus but, yeah, I... Um, you're right. There is, but somebody could, could be filleted and come at the same time. It, it's, you know, pain and pleasure, you know, can be... Yeah. Put in it's one. all experience yeah, it's because all experience. that's what we're here for. Right. And that's it. I think the problem with people is, is there's so much a religious upbringing. And my personal perspective is that number one is when you said, when you had mentioned uh, something earlier about, uh, well, talking about pain and pleasure being, mm-hmm. you know, I went, ah, new perspective. 
Yeah. You know, and I want to hear new perspectives all the time. I, I know nothing. I want to try to come across as I know nothing and live from that perspective so I can learn and hear other people's perspective and say, hmm, that's interesting. Like yesterday, being in a household with um, everybody was black. I was the only white person there. Right. You know, we're watching NBA championships, Isn't you know, Black Lives Matter, all this stuff is being talked. Talked about, but I was in a different. Pers- I was listening to, and looking at their different perspectives on how they look at things. I wasn't yeah. trying to judge. I was no. to keep judgment out, keep my personal ego out of it, and hear their perspectives. Wait, hold on a second. I thought you were black. Well, I'm part fuck? Italian. You know, Italian. The Moors took it, took it Italy. You yeah, know, you know, they, they I got took it to your women pretty hard. Yeah, they did. That's where my skin is. You know. Olive complexion I'm, and all that I'm stuff. I'm definitely a different Irish. shade of you're you. You're fucking Irish, motherfucker. You're Irish. You're I white fucking Irish, Irish motherfucker. But yeah. So, but you know, so I, I, you are learn you telling from me hang- I'm sitting here with a darkie? You're sitting here with a darkie, but also do this. All right, Turn sorry. on. When you, when you listen to the radio next time, don't listen to the same no, I don't. white radio station you listen to every day. I don't. There's this black radio station in Toledo. I listen to it. And every morning they have, let's ask the white guy. <laughs> it's a comedy skit and I'm laughing my ass off on how they're having fun making fun of white people you know and I think it's great but you get different perspective the news everything and it's interesting not to put judgment on anything and just listen and say hmm okay yeah and then understand where people are at you know uh, and, and give compassion and, and, and love you know to other people where they're at well, I, th- I like it better that you went to the black party I did. Got all fucked up. Probably made an ass out of myself. They'll never invite me back. Well, that's okay. No, no maybe they... Good no, friends, see, <laughs> that's why they want to ask a white guy. Yeah. Even if they were mad at the time, they loved you. Because they were getting different it. perspectives, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I'm saying. Culturally, we should. there should be no difference between us. Whatsoever. Culturally... Uh, we we should all fuck until we're brown, and granted that might be a little more boring, uh, but it would lead to a lot less miscommunication. Right. Well, I think you're making some good points here. I think travel. I think we're number one. So we're so isolated. We're so in our little white group or our our you know our little groups that we. You know, we never get out of that to see a different perspective. I think travel helps with, uh, uh, with you know, um, prejudice. You know, you get out in the world and you travel to different countries. And, you know, that helps with prejudice, you know, in that sense. Because you're dealing, yeah. you know, you go to Spain, everybody's Spanish. You're the only white American, you know, very few. Sure. And it helps you see things from a different perspective. And getting out of just, you know, only with your family. Only with your family. I love my family, but they only hang around with each other. Yeah. My God, that's just a pot full of, you know. Well, I mean, that's where. Programming uh, that's, you know, just bullshit. You know, they, they this is the way they see black and this is the way they see politics. This is the way they see religion. This is the way they see, you know, all this. It's one way and because and that's all they ever hang around with. You know where I get most of my uh, black or differential culture from is on the Internet. Hmm. Because I don't go a whole lot of places, and I probably never will, but I encourage you people, I encourage you to at least go on the internet and friend different people, friend people from all over the world, friend people from different cultures, 
and you will see a different perspective. I guarantee it. Because when I first started doing it, um, I didn't do it on purpose. I just friended everyone I could so I could have as many fucking Facebook friends as I could. Mm -hmm. I had a reason for it, but I'm not going to go into that now. Um, And so I ended up with like, you know, 500 people or something like that. Um, And I get all sorts of different stuff from all over the world now. And I've met people from all over the world now, from Nigeria, from Australia, from Germany, from, you know, Sweden, from um, wherever, you know, South America, um, which takes up a lot of fucking countries. Uh, But they've taught me that there's a lot of stuff to learn, even culturally, um, just what they think is funny. To me, isn't funny. Mm-hmm. Like I would get these memes and these different things. That, right. They're not funny right. to me. Right. But I'd look at them like, what the fuck is this? And then I'd look at them and I'd look at them again and I'd be like, okay. I, I'm starting to understand that they sent this to me like to be funny, to be right. yeah. a friend. Um, and so I'd, you know, I'd like it or whatever. And, and so I'd get more. You know, The more sure. you like something, the more you get them. And... I don't know. After a time, I started to think they were funny. Right. Because I started to get the joke. Joke. Yeah. You know? Well, you, not- you looked at it a few times. You said you quite, you know, you, you kind of yeah. lived in it, you know, and, and, and from their perspective, too. And the friendships are building off of this. Like you said, they're, they're responding more and more. I don't know if you want to share your one experience with the one gentleman that is the... Um, he is actually uh, ordained as a. Um, oh, he's a, he's a duke. Duke. He's he wasn't ordained. He was born, born as, a, as duke. a duke. Yeah. Alexander Alexandrow, um, and he is some kind of duke or something. So he says, I don't know. Who knows? You know, people could be lying. But uh, personally, I I believe him because he's he's a staunch intellectual and he doesn't lie. And as far as I can tell, I've never caught him in a lie. And he he speaks English is his second language, and he speaks it better than I do. And that's you know that's saying something because I pride myself on you know yeah. being sort of an intellectual, a reader, and you know speaking well. Maybe not the greatest, but this man is one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. Like, just corresponding with him. Right. Um, one of the most fantastic poets that I've ever come across. Like, I don't like poetry that much, but I've read quite a bit of it. And this man takes a poem and he turns it on its head and makes it something that you could never conceive of. And puts it in language that I would never think of. And it's just so beautiful and so fantastic. Um, I featured him on one of my, uh, at the end of like my second or third podcast. And it just, I loved reading it. Mm -hmm. Just his words rolling off my tongue Mm -hmm. were amazing. It was, it was damn near orgasmic. uh, Well, mental orgasms are good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say I, I didn't come, but I felt like I needed to. 
Right. Had a big boner in my pants after I got done reading it. You, you met, and he lives, uh, you met him on Facebook, right? This is a gentleman you met on Facebook Facebook that you met, but you met him and you posted something that he corrected you on or slammed you about. Yeah. Uh, we started off as enemies because he, I posted something and he corrected my grammar Uh and I took exception to that because he sounded so pretentious at the time to me. That I called him on it, and he was like, no, I'm not pretentious. This is just the way I speak. you know." And he didn't say it like that. Yeah, he right. said it however he would have said it. Uh, I can't – I won't even try to repeat his grammar. It's impossible. Um, but, yeah, we started off as enemies, and uh, we quickly became fast friends. And, you know, we've been talking to each other for six months now. You know, not every day mm, or anything, right, 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 right. but, you know, once a week, twice a week, something like that. He's he's taking holiday in Greece right now. That's what you were telling me. Yeah, so he's not available because there's no Wi-Fi in the hills. In the hills. But you guys have been emailing back and forth or just mm-hmm. communicating on Facebook? Emailing or? Emailing. Emailing back and forth and, yeah. you know, he's giving you When a he comes of- to town, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know what he's right. doing, but iron sharpens iron. He, you know, and like you said, you, 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 you. I didn't even notice when your wife were over when you and your when when I met your wife for the first time a couple of weeks back. Yeah, the grammar part. You know, you, she was correcting. You know, well, this word can be used. You know, and, yeah. and you guys were, and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are definitely next level. Me, I'm east side. You know, what I mean? I'm talking east side. But also, what I've come to find out, even though the, this this interesting part of you. With the, your perspective on AI is um, also that night you were over, or one of the nights you were over, I found out that you had written three novels. I have, yes. Has this gentleman uh, read any of your novels? Have you getting, have been, no, 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 okay. he hasn't. Okay. I don't think he would really like my novels. Yeah, you're to be kind of like a sci-fi kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sci- speculative fiction. Speculative yeah. fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sci-fi mm-hmm. is what the common vernacular. Right, and you've written three of these. Mm-hmm. This is well, actually, one of them's autobiographical. Yeah. Okay. Are, 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 is anything? Are you writing one with AI in it, or is AI mm-hmm. in, in in some of your writings right now? Um, actually, my third book, yeah, Pharmacopia. Pharmacopia is uh, it's all about AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you doing eBooks with these? Are you going to be selling these eBooks for people to read, or what? Do you, what how are I you should. looking to? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should do ebooks. I absolutely should. Um, actually, I've been thinking to um, stop doing my podcast, sex, drugs, and everything else, and just start reading my novels um, because that's the part people seem to like the most. I loved it. I cleaned a whole house enjoying it. And if I was doing something or turned the water on that I didn't hear, I'd play, you know, rewind it so I would or stop it so I could, you know, I hear it all. That. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. And uh, yeah, so you're thinking about just for your podcast, reading your po- reading your uh, novels, mm-hmm. or maybe have an extra uh, uh, secondary podcast that I just do that. Yeah. Do that. Well, mm-hmm. the thing, this is the beautiful thing, you know. We're, we're older gentlemen, um, and uh, but with the internet is is just amazing mm-hmm. what we can do on it. Absolutely. And smartphones, people are not very smart if they're playing Candy Crush and Facebook all day long. You can do it's, anything. With you can them. do anything. Anything. Look up anything. Research anything. Mm-hmm. It's and, amazing. Yeah, it's right there. And that's AI in our, in our hand right there all yeah. day long. Basically. I mean, 
if well, I'm not going to do this, but um, yeah, I mean, if I could talk to Google right now, Google would tell me anything I wanted to know from here. Right. You know, all I have to do is say, okay, Google, and I can ask it any question I want. Oh, it came up. Okay, Google. See, it listens to us. Our phones are listening what do you to us. Know? What's the name of your cat? What's the name of my cat, Google? Okay, Google. What's the name of my cat? Let's see if it'll get it right. What's the name? Yeah, got it right. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. That's the nickname I gave it. Little bit. Uh, it's the the cat's name is actually um, Certainty, but we call her Little Bit for short. I I swear this thing's reading my mind too. All I had to do it heard me. I know. Right? It's listening to everything we say. This is a scary thing. That's well, isn't that scary. No, it depends on who's listening. Because if well, it's the some, AI, if it's some maleg- malevolent uh, uh, force of human beings, yes, those that's what we have to worry about is other human beings. Yeah. at this point, that's why I don't think you need to worry about having a chip put in your head, because the chip isn't going to do anything bad to you. Mm-hmm. Chances are, okay, unless you're the test subject. Um, those guys, I don't know what to tell you about them. Um, but once they perfect the technology, that's not what you're going to have to worry about. You're going to have to worry about, you're not going to have to worry about AI. You're going to have to worry about other human beings fucking you up with that technology. Mm. Okay. That's what you're going to have to worry about. And we have a very simple solution for that. Don't we folks? Be kinder to each other. Mm-hmm. Stop being an asshole. Right. Stop being greedy. Stop being selfish. And everything else will fall in line. I guarantee right. it. Right. Very much so. But, you know, with these with these computer chips in there, and you saying other people could put a virus in there and just fuck with sure. you that way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's other people you're going to have to worry about. It's not going to be artificial intelligence. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen things attached to people's heads that help them hear mm-hmm. or help them see. Yeah. There's one that helps you turn smell into color. You were telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. There's only one of them. But he's, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but he was registered as the world's first cyborg. Uh, he was an English gentleman. I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. Don't have a mind like that. If I had a chip, maybe I'd remember it. God, that's where the chip would be really good for me. I'd remember. Because I could look it up. I could look it up right now, but it would take me, you know, five sure. seconds. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. But, yeah, I could have just looked that up right on my, you know, device. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now. You know, because that's what they want to do. They want to connect us to the devices. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's a bad thing because we can evolve with that. We can become used to anything. Yeah. It's what we're going to do to each other with that technology that right. worries me. Right. Who was the guy, Snow? What was his name? The, oh, uh, Snowden. Snowden, yeah. He, I mean, he was a big whistleblower. He basically told every the world that the NSA was listening to them. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. Right. He, I, th- I don't think he did it for the best of reasons. I think he was kind of a selfish dick himself because okay. he worked for the NSA. Yeah. Um, I think he was pushed into a corner 
and he decided to just say, all right, well, you guys pushed me into a corner. I'll push you into a corner. Right. And now he's dead, isn't he? No, he's still alive. Is he still still in Russia? Right. I don't know. I heard he was dead. He was on a Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, was he? Oh, is he back in America? No, he must have. They must have live streamed it or something. Yeah. Because I think, well, if he's alive, he's still in Russia. He must be because they're protecting him. Right. Or they were. were. Maybe. That's I don't what know. I. Maybe that's things what have I changed. Man, I don't know. I think that's the last I know. He was actually here in the studio podcast. Oh, uh, you know, and that like with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Oh, oh, things might have changed then. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they forgave him. Yeah. That Maybe. doesn't sound like our government. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We'll have to find that out later. Yeah. Maybe somebody will know the answer to that and hit me up and do. Please, folks, um, you know, always uh, make some connections. I think it's all about being connected. One is the smallest number you can do do anything great with. And, um, you know, so reach out uh, to Tim on Facebook, of course, right? Absolutely. Check out his podcast. Sex, drugs, and everything else. Right. Check me out on IG, Instagram, um, G Hunter Photography, G Hunter underscore photographer. And uh, also, uh, you know, I'm on uh, Facebook, too, Greg Huntermark, but uh, I'm kind of dwindling away from Facebook just pretty much on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, too. Yes. I don't have many followers, but you can find me there, T. O'Shea. T. O'Shea. And I'm going to do what you did in the next week with Facebook, though, and maybe even more. So, And I do with Instagram a little bit, is I have people around the world that I follow. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because when mm-hmm. we find out that we're more connected than we are, that we're more we're more alike than we are different. Yes, and we're more connected. Everyone's got the same problems, right? It's just a different environment. And we need to we can help each other by you know connecting with each other. Yeah, you know if you look at the universe, it does look like this big neural net, like in our brain mm-hmm. in a computer. It's it all is. systems. We mm-hmm. operate on how many systems. We live in a solar system, the computer system, a lot to what you're saying, that we're all connected. And it's, Absolutely. It, you know, it could be a good thing for all of us that AI solves these problems for us. Well, I don't want it to solve them for us. I want it to help us solve them. Okay. You okay. know, teach a man to fish. Right. Give him a fish. Blah, right. Blah, blah. Yeah. And I think it'll do the right thing. It's just not ready yet. Okay. Okay, well, then that proposes the question, and we're going we're gonna to let you answer this last question. <laughs> How can it advance in two days like we would take thousands of years to advance, well, but it's, it's not ready? This damn thing should be up and ready and rolling. Who knows, who knows when it was born? It, AI? I, it, yeah. I don't know when it was born. I just know what's out there right now or mm-hmm. probably. And this is a probably because I don't know. Right. It might not have been born yet. But if it hasn't been, it hasn't been around long. Or it's been around 40 years. Or Maybe smarter it hasn't than us. been born yet. Maybe smarter than us that it doesn't make a move like we do hastily. Hastily. Right. You know, well, just like between Japanese culture and American culture – you know, the, the corporations, have you ever studied that? Sure. Where they say uh, Japanese corporations look at the next seven years, not the next fiscal quarter. Right. 
whereas American corporations look at the next fiscal quarter. And that's right. why the Japanese were dominating the culture for so long. Right. And not so much now anymore, but the Chinese are ta- had to have taken the same model and are gangbusters at it. Yeah. Well, I know so, because, you know, like you said, you have time to think. You've been think-taking some stuff up with you and your wife or think-taking a lot of different things in that sense. And this is the thing. They say that um, poor people think day-to-day. Yeah. Where's my milk? You know, mm-hmm. got to eat today. Paycheck to One paycheck. paycheck to paycheck is middle class. Mm-hmm. Poor think day-to-day. Middle class think paycheck to paycheck. The rich think year-to-year. Right. And the mega-rich think decade-to-decade. Yeah. That's why the guy that owns Virgin Records years ago was deciding to create a space right. ship to take people up in space. You know, tickets, million dollars sold, you can give you a ride in space and back. Mm-hmm. You know, he was thinking beyond. You know, today we look at things like Uber and, uh, you know, different uh, Snapchat and, and different things of that nature, what's going on. How can we be thinking more to what, you know, and st- but because we're, we, 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 we live in so much in the fear, you know, and everything like that, we're not living in the solution. We're not thinking, you know, because we can solve our, all of our own problems. Yes, we can. With the help of AI. As you were we saying, don't need, we don't but need I don't them, think we need them. You no. know, we can solve all of our own problems from yes, the oceans can. being polluted to, you know, whatever the case may be. We're smart enough to do that. You know, we're just not thinking out of the box or our fears or what's prevalent today. If you want to know how to save the world, I'll tell you in 10 easy steps. Go for it. We'll have to save that for the next time. Okay. I love it. I love it. Tim, always good to have you on. I love you, man. Uh, folks, we've got, this is a funny story. We've, we've had a couple podcasts since this one, but we were just too fucked up. Way too. That, well, the first one, it was, a, it was funny. Uh, it my was, ego was way out there, though, I could tell, because I was, you so know, was we're, we're doing shrooms, we're drinking, we're smoking weed. Man, it was just like, you know, what the fuck, you know what I mean? So I couldn't post that. And, I, and uh, we both agreed we need to come back and just do something a little bit more civil yeah. um, and, and, you know, that grounded, I guess. And we were very grounded. But I love you, man. I love you big time, big time. And we're going to continue to do more. I know Tim, like he said, he's editing his podcast right now. But uh, but you know, I'm going to encourage him to keep going because I love him. Or oh, I'm going to keep going. And and in in the books, I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to happen. This guy is another Stephen fucking King sitting right next to me, <laughs> and I love him for that. And you know, Stephen King, the story about him, his wife took his novels that he had threw in the trash, yeah. and submitted it, and it finally. That sounds like my wife. Yeah, would probably do that for you. Yeah, she would. She's a beautiful woman. You guys are a beautiful couple. I love everybody out there. That's the day today. Let's not labor in love. Let's just love. It should be easy. And uh, thanks again, Tim. Everybody. Thank you. Peace, brothers.